Hi everyone, this is Tyler Martin, the host of the Friction Factor Fitness Podcast. The podcast that is dedicated to teaching busy people how to develop lifelong fitness habits and fit sustainable diet and exercise into their life. Okay, in today's episode, we're going to be changing gears a little bit and talking about diet and nutrition. The first few episodes focused on exercise and we'll continue to discuss those topics for sure. But today I'm going to specifically address why nutrition is so important for any general fitness plan. We're going to talk about some of the big reasons why people, especially busy people, struggle to stick with the nutrition plan. And we'll also get into some detail about some of the major factors that make adhering to a nutrition plan difficult. Most of these factors relate to too much friction in a person's fitness processes. And then at the end, I'll go on to make some recommendations on how to overcome these sources of diet and nutrition friction so that you can add these tactics and strategies to your fitness toolkit. So let's jump right in. Let's talk about whether or not nutrition really matters when it comes to getting fit. This is an important question to answer because there are a lot of misconceptions on this topic. At one end of the spectrum, I think many people believe that if they are exercising consistently, that this is all that's really required for them to achieve their fitness goals. And then at the other end of the spectrum, there are people who believe that physical fitness is all about diet and nutrition and exercise is less important. I think that both of these perspectives miss something crucial which is that a person's physical fitness is the sum total of their nutritional intake and their physical activity. So your overall physical fitness is the result of the fuel that you put in your body and the activity that you engage in regularly. When someone is attempting to change or improve their fitness in some way, the two variables that they really have the most ability to manage and control is their physical activity and their diet. The point really with this is that dieting without exercise and exercise without proper nutrition are both gonna be less effective than the combined effect of proper diet and exercise used together. So if you're trying to find the most time and energy efficient path to achieving fitness goals, it should really include both exercise and a proper nutrition plan because that's going to give you the most bang for your buck, so to speak. It's probably no surprise that you need to be following a healthy nutrition plan, but the question is, why is it so hard? First, you need to have a good nutritional plan, which includes knowing how many calories you plan to eat each day and what percentage of those calories are going to come from protein, from carbohydrates, and from fat. Today's podcast is not about building a nutrition plan. That's really a separate topic that we'll dive into another time. If you do need help coming up with a basic nutrition plan, I do have a free nutrition and fitness calculator on my website that can help with that. So just go to frictionfactorfitness.com. There are also lots of other good nutrition and dieting calculators out there that will allow you to build a basic plan in just a few minutes. Today, we're talking about the difficulties of sticking to a plan once you have one. 
Okay, so what are some of the main reasons that people do struggle to stick to a diet and nutrition plan? I think one of the major reasons is that when many people are following a diet plan, they don't have a consistent feedback mechanism to gauge whether or not their plan is actually working. An example of a feedback mechanism would be things like checking your body weight every morning to look for changes or regularly testing your body fat percentage with skin fold calipers. So why is this important? Because one of the major ways a nutrition plan can really impact your body is by changing your body composition, mainly your overall body mass or your body fat percentage level. So if you're not checking these metrics regularly, it's going to be difficult to determine if your nutrition behavior is having the impact that you want it to have. So this is why a feedback mechanism is so important to staying motivated because to continue to be motivated to engage in some kind of behavior, you need some form of feedback to tell you whether or not that behavior is actually being effective. If you're not getting consistent feedback, you'll probably start to doubt whether or not the plan that you're following is working. And eventually, if you continue to move on without feedback, you know, continue to con- go through these same behaviors, repeat these same behaviors without really measuring, engaging on a regular basis if they're working, you will eventually lose motivation to continue those behaviors. All right, so my recommendation when it comes to feedback mechanisms is for people to at least at a minimum establish a habit of checking their body weight every morning. Eventually, It's also really good and helpful to learn how to check your own body fat levels. Your diet will have some impact on your body mass. So regardless of your fitness goals, your daily weigh-in will tell you something about the effectiveness of the diet plan that you're following. It will tell you if you've maintained your body mass or increased your body mass And you'll be able to determine if what you've eaten recently has either aided or conflicted with whatever fitness goal you have. Um, I recommend checking weight in the morning because you will be on an empty stomach. So there won't be as much food or liquid in your system that could throw off the accuracy of a weight reading. It's also important to pay more attention to longer-term trends in your body mass and your weight rather than day-to-day fluctuations. There are lots of reasons why you may have an off day where your mass changes in a way that was unexpected. So you either lost weight or gained weight or maintained when you weren't expecting. It could be because you had a had a weird sleep pattern or it could be because you drank less liquid on the previous day than you normally do. There are all kinds of reasons that you could see a day-to-day fluctuation. So you really want to pay attention to longer-term trends. Looking at changes in weight over the course of several days or even a whole week or even longer than that is usually a better indicator of the overall direction that your diet is taking you. Now, it's also important to note that you should be doing a weigh-in every morning, not just when you're trying to lose weight or gain weight, because there's always a relationship between what you eat and your body mass. Getting regular feedback on this relationship 
can help you to recognize unwanted changes early and be able to correct course. So getting consistent feedback can help indicate when making a change to your nutrition plan might be a good idea. And this this type of change really doesn't have to be complicated. So for instance, if your goal is to lose one to two pounds per week and you are consistently sticking to your nutrition plan without having the success that you want, your daily weigh-ins are gonna reflect this. And once you've noticed this through your weigh-ins, you may decide to decrease your daily calorie intake a little bit, maybe by two to 300 calories per day. Then you can begin using your daily weigh-ins to see if that adjustment is gonna have the effect that you want. So this dynamic really also holds true not just for people trying to lose weight, It also holds true if you're trying to maintain your weight or even increase your mass, like if you're trying to put on some additional muscle mass, for instance. So if this is your situation, but you're following, but the plan that you're following is causing you to lose weight, you could change your nutrition plan by increasing your calorie intake by, again, two or 300 calories. you could do that size of an increment until you start to see the progress that you want. So the idea is that daily weigh-ins and and other types of, of feedback mechanisms like checking body fat can tell you if your plan is working and it indicates when you may need to make an adjustment if you know the the readings the daily weigh-ins and so forth are showing that you're you're not moving in the right direction. So if you don't have a consistent feedback mechanism, you're essentially flying blind when it comes to what's happening with your body composition as a total, you know, as a total component of your your overall fitness. The next major factor that causes people to struggle with sticking to a nutrition plan is lack of consistent portion control. Where a lot of people go wrong here is they may succeed in changing the types of food that they're eating, but they don't consistently control the volume of that food when they're eating it. After taking this approach for some time, people tend to get disheartened at their lack of success towards their goals, and they usually start to lose motivation to continue with whatever plan they're following. The problem in this scenario is that portion control is critical. By changing the type of food that you eat to something healthier, say from going to eating more processed foods to unprocessed foods, so stuff that's more organic or whole grain, or whatever the case may be, something healthier, you may have changed the quality of your food, which may mean more nutrients to maintain your health and help prevent disease, and that's all great. But change of food quality doesn't necessarily change the number of calories that you're taking in each day. And despite all of the, I'll say, marketing hype currently in vogue that saying that calorie counting doesn't matter, The reality is that it matters, and it really matters a lot. It matters significantly more than any other known factor by orders of magnitude. This is why every athlete who 
place a sport that requires them to make a certain weight has to count their calories. They all do it. So whether you're talking about power lifters or wrestlers or boxers or MMA competitors, if you tell one of these athletes to try and make a weight, so be at a particular weight on a particular date by just eating certain types of food or by changing their food quality and not count calories in some way, they're going to think you're crazy because it will not work. Now, let me be clear. I'm not solely a calories in, calories out advocate exclusively. Food quality does matter. Macronutrients matter. But when it comes to regulating your body composition, your body mass, particularly body weight, the number of calories that you take in really is the most important thing. So if you want to be in control of your body mass, you do have to regulate your calorie intake, which means that you need some type of reliable portion control that you're using on a consistent basis. So what can you do to get better at consistent portion control? I think the key is that once you have a basic nutrition plan laid out, meaning that you know how many calories you're targeting to eat every day, and you know how many grams of protein, carbohydrates, and fat you're aiming to take in, you need to have a handful of designed meals that are aligned with that plan. Now, up front, this does require some work. It requires, for instance, saying, okay, I'm going to designate a breakfast meal, for instance. And for my breakfast, maybe I'm going to say my protein source is going to be a protein shake and my carb source will be some um, whole grain toast with a fruit spread that I like and my fat source is going to be a little bit of butter on my toast and maybe, maybe some in my coffee. So at this point, you have selected food types and food quality, but you haven't yet determined the quantity of those foods that are going to be included in your plan. So from this point, you'd need to actually look up the caloric value of each of these foods and calculate how many of each or what quantity of each would need to be included in this breakfast, this breakfast as an example um, to meet your nutrient targets as well as your calorie targets. Now, this might sound complicated, but it's not or it doesn't have to be. You can get a free nutrition app. There are lots of good ones out there, like MyFitnessPal is very popular. I use an app called Lose It. I've used it for many years. It works great. Most of these nutrition apps are free. They allow you to look up foods, scan barcodes, and the app will do all of the work of looking up the nutrition information. So once you've done that, you can adjust the food portion sizes for each food in your meal and just let the app do the work. It will calculate the quantities and you can adjust those quantities until they match up with the plan that you've built for yourself. So you need to go through a process like this for a handful of different meals. I really recommend building three to five meals in the beginning and you wanna make sure you're including, if you eat three meals a day, you wanna make sure you're including some breakfasts, some lunches, some dinners, I call these core meals. The benefit of having designed core meals is that if we, 
if you stick with them most of the time, you really avoid the need to do lots of complicated calorie counting in the moment. Every time you need to eat, you don't have to build a new plan and figure out all of the, the logistics because you've already done that up front. Yes, it does take some work initially to design them, but once you've done that, you don't have to do calculations in the future every time you're going to eat. So that's really the benefit of, of doing it this way, of, of using core meals to help alleviate the pressure, alleviate the friction. If you want a simple example of why this works so well, i offer up my dog as an example. I want my dog to stay the same size. I want him to weigh 80 pounds. He doesn't need to get lighter or heavier. And I know that the dog food that I feed him has got all the nutritional content he needs. And I also know that he needs four cups of his dog food a day to maintain his 80 pound weight. And I have fed him four cups of food for almost 10 years and he's weighed basically 80 pounds for almost 10 years. So this is just an example, but it shows how simplifying your diet to a few core meals, or in this example, it's just one core meal, that really works. It really does. This doesn't mean that you can't mix, mix up your meal plan, add more core meals, add variety from time to time, but if you can stick to your core meals a majority of the time, such as during the work week, this makes it much easier to eat a meal and know that it's in full alignment with the plan that you've laid out for yourself. And this process really doesn't take a lot of mental effort once you've gotten through the initial process of of designing those core meals. So in this sense, having a set of core meals really helps eliminate friction which is the inefficient use of time and energy. So this is a great option, especially if you live a busy lifestyle. Okay, now I wanna talk about another dimension of portion control where people tend to struggle, which is the actual measuring out of their portion sizes accurately. So it's one thing to work out a meal plan on paper that makes sense. It's another thing to make sure that what actually ends up on your plate truly corresponds to what you came up with in your plan. There are many different ways to measure out food portions, but in my opinion, the best and most practical option for most people is going to be using some kind of a digital food scale. I like these because you can simply put your plate or your bowl on the scale, you can reset it to zero, and then you can immediately start to measure out your foods. This can be a really efficient way to do it because each time you add a new food item to your plate, once you've added the right quantity and you've gotten the, the, the weight that you're aiming for as a part of your plan, You can then just push a button and discount or zero out that weight, reset the scale back to zero without physically, you know, putting another bowl or plate on the scale. You can just zero it out and then you can add the the next food in your meal to that plate. So for instance, a staple dinner that I eat regularly is grilled chicken, rice, and some mixed veggies. And when I portion out my meal, I put a big bowl on my digital scale 
I set the scale to zero, and then first I add 300 grams of cooked rice. Then I reset it to zero, the rice is still in the bowl, and I go ahead and dump in my, my mixed veggies. So I do 170 grams of that, re-clear to zero, and then I can add in my chicken. So I do four ounces or 114 grams of grilled chicken breast. Then I reset that to zero, everything's still on the scale, it's all in the bowl, but I've reset it to zero. And then I put in 84 grams of a red sauce that I, I like to eat with that meal. And then I'm good to go. The meal is perfectly portioned. I know that it matches my plan exactly. And I can eat that meal and, and feel good that it's, it's where it needs to be. Now, you don't have to eat what I eat by any means. But you want to get to a place where you can quickly and easily get your core meals portioned out so that meal preparation and portioning has as little friction in the process as possible. That concludes today's episode. Let's just quickly hit the highlights to recap. Today we talked about why nutrition does matter when it comes to improving your physical fitness. The idea is that an exercise plan combined with a nutrition plan is more effective than either one done by itself. Next, we talked about the fact that people generally don't struggle too much to come up with a nutrition plan. There are lots of good calculators and tools out there that can help you with this, like the one on my website. But where people struggle is with actually sticking to their nutrition plan day in and day out. And on that point, we talked about some of the main reasons that people do struggle to stick to their plan. The first reason we discussed is that most people who are struggling don't have some type of body mass feedback mechanism that tells them whether or not their nutrition plan is having the effect they want it to have on their body. So the easiest solution to this is to establish a habit of checking your body weight every morning and looking for changes over time. If you want to get more advanced, you can learn to check your body fat at home with skinfold calipers. The second major reason that we discussed that people struggle to stick to their diet plan is that they generally don't have an effective or an accurate way of really controlling portion sizes. And on this topic, we talked about how it's not enough to just eat the right types of food or foods of a certain quality those things are important, but when it comes to body mass in general, the number of calories that you take in versus the amount that you burn every day is the biggest factor when it comes to your body weight, your body mass, and your body fat percentage. And then two major recommendations that I gave on this issue were first to plan out a few core meals that have definite portion sizes that you know are aligned with your nutrition plan. And try to stick to those core meals as often as possible to eliminate the need for more complicated calorie counting and meal planning on a day-to-day -day basis. And then the second major recommendation that I made was to make sure that you've got some type of food scale so that you can more easily measure out your portions really precisely so that you can be sure that what's on your plate actually matches what is in your nutrition plan. Thanks again for listening to the Friction Factor Fitness Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or found it valuable, please subscribe, please like, and please share with others who you think may find it helpful. Also, please check out my website, 
frictionfactorfitness.com, where you can access more content, access my free fitness calculator tool, and download a free teaser of the first three chapters of my new book, The Friction Factor, The Busy Person's Guide to Sustainable Diet and Exercise, which is launching in March of 2023 and is now available for pre-order. Thanks again for listening and stay tuned for future episodes.